Welcome to the audio version of the Star Citizens Writer's Guide. I'm your host, Alyssiana, also known as Sailor from the Mystic Worlds Gaming Blog. Begin transmission. In the previous issues, we've discussed the political structures, the legal, illegal, and economic institutions, as well as the alien civilizations that exist around the universe and the technology that connects us all. For this issue, we're going to go smaller, more personal. We're going to take a look at people. This is going to be more of a fiction-centric entry to help you understand the everyday people that populate the vast star citizen universe. Education. The integration of technology into society has given almost everyone access to basic education should they want it. As the following paragraphs demonstrate, the sliding scale of education in the UEE dictates how much personalized instruction the student receives. Equivalency. The baseline of schooling is done through the glass or computer systems. A variety of companies through imperial subsidies have created learning programs capable of educating children to achieve equivalency. It's a high school education. These programs tend to be used on frontier planets and other rural environments that lack ready access to an actual school. The problem is that there is little customized learning for the student. It's basically multiple choice quizzes, so there's very little opportunity to develop interpretive thought. It's essentially just teaching the facts. There's also very little repercussion if the student fails the sequence or stops altogether, which is often the case. The next step is public school, which offers teachers but in which, depending on the population, the class size can easily spiral out of control. Most public schools in the megacities, for example, can have upwards of 500 students in an elementary class. In this kind of environment, most of the teaching is done through the glass, but there is a teacher who will handle the occasional question and grade essays. The third step is private academy which, while expensive, offers the finest educational services from qualified teaching professionals. These academies will offer scholarships to exceptional students, but many argue that this is simply to access increased budgetary support from the UEE. Post-equivalency. After achieving equivalency, a student has several options. Enter the workforce, join the military, or pursue higher education. While the first option generally doesn't require a certificate of equivalency, the military and universities do. The military offers equivalency courses to committed applicants and can waive its equivalency requirement if the recruit possesses desired skills. Since higher education alone does not qualify someone for citizenship, a large number of college graduates will still join the military. The military. While there's a basket of security throughout many of the UEE systems, particularly the more populated ones, the persistent dangers of space have helped create a culture of military service. Some view the military as a matter of duty, others simply as a fast, albeit potentially dangerous, way to attain citizenship. And still others see the military as an authoritarian government that tries to hide behind a friendly, progressive facade but still authorizes bombings on Cathcart and converts strikes into Xi'an space. In other words, the public's reaction to the military is varied. Again, due to the prevalence of the military service, a lot of population has either served in the military or known someone who has. Religion 
Although there is no official religion recognized by the UEE and the cosmic landscape is dominated by science, there is still a need for the divine in humanity. Without getting into specifics, it's safe to say that predominant religions of today exist in the future in some form. So there are patches of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, etc. existing throughout the universe. Many of the religions have adapted with the times, incorporating alien species into their doctrine, for example. And those that haven't are slowly withering. The long grudges and intolerance between the religions has cooled, partially due to distance between worlds. If you don't like someone, you can move millions of miles away from them, but also because exposure to the Xi'an, Banu, Tiveran, and Vandul has strengthened the commonality between humans and created a humans first theology. A handful of new religions have sprung up as well. Some are crossovers from alien species. There are traders who kept trinkets of Kassa, the Banu patron of luck, and some are new. The newest belief systems tend to be humanist in nature rather than overtly religious. One of the more popular beliefs is Church of the Journey celebrates the experiences gained over the destination. Life is what happens along the way. Missionaries are called journeymen and often spend their time wandering throughout the systems in pursuit of knowledge through experience. Traveler's Day, which is a holiday. Sundown on the first day of the new orbit, New Year's, basically. Due to the variety of orbital periods, it's different for every planet and not a single standardized day. It's a metaphorical celebration of the beginning of a new journey. The devout usually meet at church or a gathering place and go on a symbolic pilgrimage through the night to a new destination. There was a previous dispatch describing this religion if you'd like an in-universe explanation. Alien slash non-human civilizations. Even though humanity may not interact with alien life as part of their everyday existence, aliens are a part of life. Are there still people who support a strictly and even violent pro-human agenda? Sure. Are there cases of discrimination based on species? Yes. But first contact was over 500 years ago, so the majority of humanity has gotten used to aliens. Therefore, while it's considered socially unacceptable to launch into a vicious rant in public, there are still people, even groups, that view aliens as inferior species writing for the masses. Most people simply want to live their lives in peace, avoiding conflict if they can help it, but helping others or fighting when the time calls for it. Like we've said from the beginning, we love variety and moving away from black and white archetypes makes the universe feel more vivid and real. Again, it comes down to character and backstory, so ask yourself questions to make their beliefs and situations believable for you. Want to write about a pro-humanist on Prime? Do they keep their anti-alien sentiments quiet in public or hold rallies in the quad? If they're uncompromising, that would affect their perception by other people. Therefore, do they only really interact with like-minded individuals? Questions. Emu. I was hoping planet-side transportation would explain this. What are the rings on the top of the skyscraper in Beijing? How will they be used for transportation? 
we're still deciding on whether they are functional or strictly aesthetic in nature. Wildfire. Would you be willing to nail down the principles by which hovers work planet site? I mean, is it anti-gravity technology, something that exists in Star Citizen? Or is it a more down-to-earth technology using things we'd recognize as engines and rotors? Mainly asking from a visualization standpoint rather than a nuts and bolts of the tech. Although I wouldn't throw stones at a nuts and bolts explanation either. Answer. Since we have artificial gravity established as available in ships, some sort of anti-gravity hovercraft vehicle makes sense. The top-end hovers are clean, quiet, anti-grav technology, while the more common ones, particularly on frontier worlds, are the older, noisier hover fans and or thrusters similar to the maneuvering thrusters on a ship. That's it for the week. As always, please leave comments and questions below and keep writing until next time. End transmission. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Your comments and feedback are always welcome. Links to the actual writer's guide are included in the show notes. All music is courtesy of the Star Citizen's unofficial soundtrack, also in the show notes. This is Alyssiana, signing off until next time. <laughs>